0: Hello, and welcome to the Project Good Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Hilton. Project Good is a social impact podcast interviewing experts and advocates about the pressing problems that we face globally and hearing how they suggest we move forward in the future. The Project Good Podcast is brought to you by Project Good Work. The goal of this podcast is to inspire people and organizations to develop a mindset that can move others to positive action regarding the complex social issues facing people and the planet. For November, we're celebrating Giving Tuesday and focusing on homeless youth. The organization that we've chosen to highlight for this topic is Urban Street Angels. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Jerry Troyer, who is the Director of Relationship Development for Urban Street Angels. Urban Street Angels is a nonprofit organization that provides bridge housing programs for homeless 18 to 25-year-olds in the San Diego area. Youth in the program receive assistance with continuing education and employment, as well as training in money management, finding and keeping a job, and other life skills. Homelessness, especially for young people, can be duly traumatizing because research shows that 50% of young people living in shelters and on the streets report that their parents actually told them to leave, or at least knew they were leaving and didn't care. Today, we are going to look at this ever-increasing problem. Let's get into the interview. First, let me introduce you to our Giving Tuesday organization, Urban Street Angels, a San Diego-based nonprofit focused on ending homelessness for young people 18 to 25 years old. The organization offers key programs such as short-term bridge housing which helps provide transitional supportive housing and job training opportunities. The Just Be you program which is an innovative program utilizing technology and holistic care to help youth get off the streets. The Youth Homelessness Demonstration Program which works in partnership with the Regional Task Force for the Homeless. And the Veterans Village of San Diego, the program provides twenty-four beds for homeless youth seeking to live leave life on the streets, behind for good. Today I'll be exploring the topic of youth homelessness with Urban Street Angels Director of Relationship Development, Jerry Troyer. Welcome, Jerry.
1: Thank you, Anne Marie. Great to be with you.
0: Great to be with you as well. Um, so before we get into questions, I always like to ask um, everyone uh, when we are discussing uh, topics uh, that is uh, the serious. Um, what led you to be involved in an organization focused on homeless youth?
1: It was the strangest thing because back in 2012, when we first, when the organization first was getting off the ground. I was a senior minister for a church uh, in San Diego when we were looking for a nonprofit organization to support. And call it coincidence or divine guidance or whatever you want to, but we were led to this organization that was just in the creation process. So I met and became fast friends with the founder and executive director, Eric Lovett, he asked me to be one of the founding board members, which I, of course, said yes to. Uh, and that's how we started. Uh, and And the, the cause and the need just really touched my heart. I have no experience with homelessness. I have no experience with um, family breakups or or any, any situations that so many of our youth have gone through. And I think that's probably why it touched my heart so much. I have no idea. What you've been through, and so I want to support you in getting past this.
0: Hmm. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing that it uh, touched your heart so much that you wanted to get involved. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, when people haven't experienced something, you know, they because they can't relate, they tend to shy away from something. Um, so that is amazing that you decided to step forward and to um, you know take a risk, essentially, and uh, learn something new.
1: It it really it really touched my heart, yes. Yeah, thank
0: you. Um, so, um, as we know um, in San Diego, as I am also a local San Diegan, um, one of the things that I think is uh, usually. Um, pointed out every time I have uh, visitors that are not from California and definitely not from uh, San Diego is like when they go downtown uh, they find that there are a lot there's a huge homeless population which uh, tends to shock people. I think especially people who are not from California because uh, California has this uh, image on uh, for other states and uh, definitely probably around the world of being um, uh, glamorous. And so people are so people are very shocked um, to find that uh, it's not all glamorous all the time.
1: (laughs) It is. And and the Chamber of Commerce would like to tell you that it is. But regrettably, it's not. Right.
0: Yes. And so um, the other thing as I was uh, preparing for this interview and I started doing um, some research, um, one of the things that uh, I knew that the problem was large here, um, but I did not realize that uh, overall in um, the U.S. and um, shocking, I guess, uh, as America is, uh, we always see America as, uh, you know, one of the or if it's not the wealthiest country in the world, we have a a huge um, homeless population uh, in general. In general. And then in, uh, right now, or um, I guess it's probably increased since of uh, uh, the pandemic, but at least 40% of the homeless population in the U.S. are um, under the age of 18. Yes, and and then uh, California itself, um, I think only Nevada may be a little bit higher, uh, accounts for one third of all unaccompanied um, homeless youth, um, and then it, you know I was also surprised that there's a big uh, youth uh, homeless youth population in Alaska. I was like, how do you survive? <laughs>
1: It, it does. It does make you wonder. But uh, but my understanding is they do have they have many more services than we do, because, of course, you can't be living on the streets in December and January and February.
0: Yes, yes. I was right. like you'd be a human uh, popsicle. Popsicle, it's a, exactly. It, yes. yes. Um, so I guess um, one of the things, because the biggest puzzle to me, and I think it's always the biggest puzzle to everyone that lives here just in uh, America, and we're going to first go, uh, I guess, from a uh, 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 macro level to a micro level. Um, why does America, despite its wealth, have one of the highest youth populations um, around?
1: I would suggest that that the wealth doesn't have so much to do with it because our wealth is not really evenly distributed, uh, which is a whole separate conversation. But as far as the youth are concerned, uh, certainly in California, and I would say elsewhere as well, this age group, the 18 to 25 year olds, many of them age out of foster care uh, and have no place to go when they turn 18. Um, And for whatever reason, their foster care family won't allow them to stay um, in the home. And so they wind up on the street. Um, So that's that's a big part of the reason for homelessness for this population um, everywhere. And certainly in San Diego, there is also the cost of living. So you've you've grown up in. Kansas City and you come to San Diego because, of course, as you were talking about before, the streets are paved with gold, and there are lots of jobs and wonderful opportunities, and you get out here and you find out that that's not necessarily the case, and oh, by the way, um, rents and the cost of living are oh my goodness, and you have no place to go, and you wind up on the street. Or um, you've come out to your family as gay or lesbian, and they've they've, uh, removed you from the home, and so you're homeless and have to go someplace. And so again, California and especially San Diego and Los Angeles have that draw as being places for wonderful opportunities. But again, the cost of living is is so very high. So that's that's why we're targeting this age group, the 18 to 25 year olds, because there are very few programs specifically for them.
0: I guess, um, uh, looking at it, I guess, uh, from programs, one of the things that, um, uh, I'm aware of uh, just because I I, I worked with um, a different organization on this is that I do know about the uh, foster care and that, you know, once they become 18, you know, um, legally they're considered an adult. But um, I would say, especially for kids now, we know 18, they don't seem like adults at all. <laughs> right. And
1: I don't know the specifics, but but our brains mature At different speeds through the age of maybe 21 or 22. And so some 18 year olds are ready to be on their own and manage money and do what they need to do. And many 18 year olds are
0: not. Right. right. And yes, and, and so I guess um, uh, for the foster care system, it's, uh, I guess for me, always a little bit ironic, <laughs> a little bit, because they're there to supposedly, just it's in the name, to foster. <laughs> yes. Um, and and yet they have the, they just uh, kind of put them out on, on the, you know, doorstep. Um, so I guess, are there things that the foster care system can uh, do um, to make it easier for you to uh, transition once they become 18.
1: There are wonderful organizations. There's one in San Diego called Just in Time that works with youth that are aging out of the system and helps get them into uh, into housing and other opportunities as well. But I, I would absolutely say that you you, foster care agencies should not, I don't like the word should, but let's go with this. The foster care agencies should not allow once they're 18, should not allow them to just go out to the streets. There should be some bridge into other housing or other opportunities.
0: Yes, and I guess um, I know that there are um, uh, programs, but... I would say the first thing, I'm just thinking from a, a logical standpoint just because uh, I always think ABC,, that's just my personal um, thought. But um, with I guess the, the foster care, um, wouldn't it be, um, I guess uh, to their advantage and well as well as to um, I guess society, the city's advantage that they um, themselves already would have um, these uh, things in, in place?
1: It, it All of this is absolutely to, to, to society's advantage because very often the homeless and especially homeless youth can wind up in um, custody or in the emergency room because something awful has happened. And so it, it, it costs way more to treat the effects than it does to make sure that they are taken care of and be with them through the process.
0: Mm -hmm. And then one of the things I think people don't, um, I guess, understand, uh, I guess, the gravity of the situation. Obviously, they know they have a young person that now they don't have a roof over their their head. But can you, I guess, elaborate on the types of conditions that you see um, happen or what youth face on the streets?
1: For about three years, we conducted a Tuesday night through Wednesday morning shelter, uh, drop-in shelter at a church in, uh, in the North Park area of San Diego. And the youth could come in and have dinner and watch a movie and take a shower and stay overnight. And they came in directly from the street. And then Wednesday morning, they would get up and go walk down the street and try and find a place in the park or sleep in somebody's carport. And one of the things... And I don't know if I can say this without getting emotional, but I'll just go ahead and do it. Um, I had the opportunity to coordinate that shelter and drive our van. We would take a, a van load of youth from the ocean beach area of San Diego to our shelter on Tuesday night and then back on Wednesday morning. And more often than not, the conversation in the van was, where are you going to sleep tonight? Oh my God. Where are mm-hmm. you going to where are you going to sleep tonight? Will you be? will you be on the on the beach will you be in the park and take the risk of being robbed or beaten or raped or or somehow accosted or have your your worldly goods stolen so most of us have no concept of what it would mean if we had no place to go tonight but it's it's incredibly frightening
0: mm-hmm. um i guess uh, You know, this kind of leads into my question is like when you are talking to um, uh, young people who are um, homeless, obviously, you know, they they worry about where to sleep at night. But what are the other major concerns, especially um, I, I would assume this is just my assumption. Correct me if I'm wrong, that um, concerns that you have as, um, you know, 18 are uh, different if you're homeless at, let's say, 30. Um, yes. Yes. So what would you say that the the number one concern or maybe uh, three major concerns that you hear a lot from uh, homeless young people?
1: And and in talking with a lot of them uh, and, uh, and telling them about our, our housing program and asking if they're interested, a few of them said, you know, thanks, but there's structure there and there's responsibility there and I'm just really OK. And so they just stay on the street. But then they have their backpack stolen or then they're attacked in the middle of the night or, or something else, um, terrible happens to them. So the, the concerns I would say, and, and again, not the weather, not so much in San Diego, although it's a very warm day today when we're talking and we do get pretty cool in the winter, but so, so staying out of the weather, um, physical safety, uh, again, because they can be and have been uh, attacked and beaten, or robbed or raped um, when they're in the park or in a, in a public area overnight. Uh, so I, I would say those those are the main things. Um, and then they begin to have the thoughts that, well, what am I going to do with my life? Maybe maybe I need to work toward some some something different.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, and I guess this leads me then, um, because they are uh in that age of where Um, I guess you're you're obviously you're going through uh, physical changes and mental changes, but you're also uh, fighting for that independence. So when you mentioned, you know, they have the initial attitude like I can do this (laughs) as as young people uh, often do for everything. Right. right. Um, I guess. uh, So how I guess this leads to the different services that you offer at Urban Street Angels. I guess how do you. i guess uh, overcome this because this is probably the the initial thing you have to come when somebody comes into your program
1: so it's 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 a change for them and first of all we have a housing in three different locations for a total of about 120 youth um but they are required to to have a curfew they're required to clean their room and do chores they're required to either be employed or looking for a job or working on their education. So it's not just uh, someplace to hang out. They need to be working on their future because we really are a hand up, not a hand out. So, Mm -hmm. So included in that conversation when they come into the program are these rights and responsibilities. And if you're going to be with us, and we'd love to have you with us, this is this is what you need to do and once you get in if you decide that you're not ready that's okay but you have to leave so so we're so we're we're providing the three meals a day the safe place to sleep as well as the life skills training on and you were talking about this before money management um, finding and keeping a job uh, getting financial aid for education Uh, Just a variety of things that they might not have learned growing up because of their family situation. Mm
0: -hmm. So um, I guess uh, just in case we would have someone that was a homeless youth listening to our podcast, how does one as a youth um, transition, I guess, um, or come to uh, Urban Street Angels? Can they just walk through the door or do they have to be referred or um, how does it work?
1: It's an application process uh, and we do have a waiting list because there is great need in San Diego, as we've talked about. Um, so I would uh, encourage them to go to the website and there's a referral form that they can fill out and then um, be placed on our waiting list and then our our housing coordinator will reach out to them and let them know that we've received their application. Uh, and that's www.urbanstreetangels.org. Okay,
0: great. Um, so I guess, uh, what would you, I guess, uh, I, I know you personally have never experienced, uh, being a homeless youth or being homeless, but, um, if you were going to, uh, give, I guess, advice or, um, or, uh, some guidance, um, what would you, if some, uh, youth found themselves, uh, just, uh, recently homeless, uh, what kind of advice would you give them? Mm-hmm.
1: Contact 211, which is the the government uh, nonprofit uh, website and phone number to call for referrals and more information. Also reach, reach out to um, Youth Alliance Coalition, or YAC, Y-A-C. Um, they have, they don't have an overnight shelter, but they have several programs to help get you, um, your, your driver's license or state ID card if you need it, your social security card if you need it, a bus pass, some other resources as well, as well as uh, San Diego Youth Services, and they can be of help as well.
0: Okay, great. Um, One of the other things, just because it's a hot topic now in society, uh, just with everyone, is about mental health. (laughs) Um, So Obviously, uh, being homeless um, is a traumatizing experience in and of itself. Um, would you say, I guess, um, do within the homeless uh, population, um, I guess, what are um, some top, um, I guess, experiences? Obviously, everybody would be n- uh, nervous that you don't have a place to stay. But um, I guess to give us some idea of uh, the different things that you have uh uh, scene, I, I, I'm assuming that you sometimes tell you how they feel. Um, and then also, this is a two part question. Um, are there uh, other uh, are there vulnerable subgroups um, within the homeless youth population?
1: we We do see we do see mental illness. <clears throat> and I would suggest, and for me, certainly, if I was on the street for more than eight hours with nowhere to go, I'd have some anxiety, I'd have some depression. I might have some PTSD, um, so we see all of those things in in many of our of the youth in our program. We also see um, schizophrenia and bipolar uh, situations, and so things more more serious than that. And our Just Be You program addresses some of the more um, intensive intense uh, mental health situations. So so we're we're definitely uh, in tune to that and, and aware of that. Um, and then the other part, and I'm so sorry, the other part of your question was?
0: Um, are there, uh, uh, within the homeless youth population, are there subgroups that are um, even more vulnerable? Oh, thank you. Um,
1: definitely women. Uh, and and I would say the gay and lesbian, uh, the LGBTQ population, and most especially the transgendered population.
0: Hmm. Um, I guess in, in um, I guess, do you guys do um, with uh, urban street angels? You do like a special outreach to these um, subgroups, or um, or do you? Uh, I guess uh, put them all. I guess within the same group.
1: They're, they are all within the same group, but we, we have a close relationship with with um, Youth Alliance Coalition, with San Diego Youth Services, and with the San Diego Gay and Lesbian Center. Um, so, all of them are, are are aware of our programs, and we get referrals from them on a regular basis.
0: Okay, great. Um, another thing, I'm bringing up the hot topics that are um, affecting everyone, um, uh, I guess globally now, um, for the pandemic. Um, uh, one of the things, um, obviously, uh, just even if you're living in your, your uh, neighborhood and house, everybody of course has been cautious to uh, keep distance from uh, people, but I believe um, uh, it's probably much more difficult to uh, keep all of this, um, you know, the distance, and you might not even have a uh, knowledge until much later, because I don't even know um, how or if uh, people found out on, if you're on the street, um, about the pandemic itself. Um so uh my question is I guess um have you had to take uh, special precautions um in informing homeless youth or how I guess how have you dealt with um these different um you know um I guess I'm gonna use the the, uh, the tag word for 2020, these unprecedented issues and uh, things that are happening.
1: And that's the, certainly the truth. Um, in our program, when you walk through the front door, uh, very often you'll see me sitting there and uh, I will take your temperature and also ask you if you are experiencing any kind of COVID symptoms. We are very fortunate in our housing program that we have not had any issues related to that but um but but it is certainly an issue and a concern and and of course vaccinations are now available at, from many many different organizations and so while we don't do outreach to the streets the organizations that do i know are encouraging people to get vaccinated hmm.
0: Yeah, I've you know one of the things because I, I I started thinking of that like uh, when I've uh, been driving downtown and just uh, you know looking on the streets, I'm like, you know, do do the homeless know that there's a pandemic? Even does anybody does anybody inform them? You know, obviously I'm sure they see things on you know if you're walking by a building, you might see something on the TV or wonder what has happened to everybody because we're all wearing masks now. Um, but of course, though, if you are going through a lot uh, mentally, you might be like, is this real? <laughs> so, yes. 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 Um, yeah. So I, I can't imagine like, uh, you know, the, the shock factor, I guess, um, uh, that, um, you know, first, uh, you know, you're homeless and then now um, this uh, virus is going through society. And um, I guess uh, I know you guys aren't doing outreach, but I guess within the programs, um, uh, I'm just thinking of how, I guess, how to keep a virus contained in those situations. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, yeah, to me, I'm like, wow, just to think about it. Right. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. It's just, uh, yes. Um, uh, I guess. Do you have um, something that I guess uh, in your time now in working with homeless youth that has surprised you, or something that uh, remarkable that you have learned about um, uh, homeless youth, or um, or something you just uh, you know uh, didn't think about?
1: I think th- at the top of the list, just is the fact that the the reasons why young people in this age group wind up on the street um i as we talked about before i really did live in a bubble and i'll be the first to admit it and then i'm talking with these young people and they're sharing their story about what they've been through and how they they were in kansas city and somehow they got to san diego and what their home circumstances were and what they've been through and all of that so it just really and, and as I talked about, talked about before, that's, what, that's a big part of the reason why I'm involved in this program is just the oh my God circumstances so many of that so many of these young people went through to get where they are in this moment. Um, so I, I, I think I think that was the surprise, but also I would say the really happy surprise in the number of youth. Because we're about 87% success rate. And so the number of youth that that recognize that their past need not determine their future. And so they come into our program, they do what they need to do, they find a job, they get their ID, their social security card or whatever, and then go on to the next bridge housing program and the next bridge housing program and get on with their lives. And so just the... The, the amazing determination uh, of so many of them that, that they have a new life now and they're gonna move forward, which obviously just makes my heart sing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, that was leading to, me, uh, leading to the next question. I was uh, gonna ask you if you had a uh, particular success story that you wouldn't mind sharing.
1: Um, five young people since, well, we're talking on a Wednesday, and five young people since last Thursday have have we say graduated graduated out of our program and have been given keys to their own apartment wow so Mm -hmm. um they've they've been with us through the program they followed the rules they've done what they needed to do and they're getting on with their lives
0: Fantastic. How long? I guess. Uh, I guess. What is? I don't know if there's like um, a, a timeline, but how long does uh, I guess a typical youth uh, spend in the program?
1: Uh, between four and nine months, depending on their needs.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Now that's that's actually that's uh, that's pretty quick, actually. Um, I was thinking it might be longer, um, but um, yeah. But I guess because they are adults, um, you know, they can uh, uh, move forward quicker. Right. Um, I guess bringing this back to kind of this is a a, a large um, problem within, I guess, our American society. Um, It's a a problem uh, globally, but uh, since we're here in the US, we'll just focus here. Um, How would you suggest, I guess, uh, from uh, a youth standpoint, how can this problem, I guess, uh, be prevented? You can give me your three um, top uh, ways that you would see like a solution.
1: I would say work with the foster care system throughout the country to make sure that there is a safety net for youth that age out of the program. In the schools, I would say impress on our young people what it means to be an adult. So what's, you know, it's fun. It's, so I've, I've, I've graduated high school and it's been fun and I have my friends and all the rest of that, but I'm just not ready for that responsibility. But what does that mean? So the benefits of becoming, I know this is going to sound funny, but the benefits of becoming an adult, you (laughs) you get to, you get to get a car, you get to get a place, you get to have a relationship, you get to, you get to be a big person and being a big person is pretty cool. So, so maybe some training in our, in our high schools, uh, about that.
0: Yes. All, I believe all, everyone needs that. Yes. <laughs> everyone. Yes. The thing that I think none of us got is, uh, you know, the realities of life. I'm not saying, you know, obviously uh, school is great, but when it comes to actual life um, it's uh, sometimes a shocker. <laughs> Boy, that's
1: certainly true. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all the way around. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then I think continue because there will be there will be some number of young people that aren't able to stay at home because home is not available or is not around or father's gone, mother's uh, has a drug problem, or vice versa. So for whatever reason, they're not able to be around to be at home. So I would say we Urban Street Angels is a very um, replicable. I don't know if that's a word or not, but it is now a mm-hmm. replicable program in wherever you are. And so let's let's set up this program to house and train and propel homeless young people in Los Angeles and San Francisco and Austin and Boston and every place we can think of. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yes. No, I. Um... I believe I, I'm trying to remember what the the count was. I think it was just a little over 4,000 like uh, beds that are available like through the U.S. or something like that. Yes. Um. For and I was just like, oh my gosh, because I think in the U.S. population, I think we're like at 134 million. So you know, a good chunk of those have to be children. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> and and That's, so so many yes. of the programs are for veterans and for single mothers and for. Under uh, youth under the age of 18, and while those are very worthwhile groups, this 18 to 25 year old group is important as well.
0: No, I would say it's critical because yes. this is this is essentially the next generation in regards to um, you know our workforce. Right? Right. So I think it's, uh, you know, um, extremely critical that we take care of the people who are um, 18 to 25 because, uh, you know, um, right now uh, the U.S. definitely, (laughs) the way we are, um, we we definitely are going to need a lot of people and a lot of brain power. So we really, 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 really need to focus on this uh, group of um, young people.
1: Right. Yes, they're going to be taking care of us at some point.
0: Right. Yes. And if we if we don't take care of them properly, you know, uh, scary things could happen to us. Right, <laughs> right. Um, So um, going back a little bit to uh, uh, Urban Street Angels, I guess, how can the uh, public um, uh, help out uh, your organization or um, offer support?
1: we are thankfully we are funded by the county of san diego um health and human services as well as um several uh, state and federal government organizations that cover our expenses as far as rent uh, on the building and things like that but extra programs extra needs we look to our wonderful donors to help us with that and so things like um special programs um things like clothes uh very often well pretty much all the time when youth come into our program they come with the clothes on their backs and that's pretty much it and so if you go to urbanstreetangels.org and click on donate there's a place where you can either donate cash or or use a credit card or you can donate goods through amazon and so underwear um t-shirts uh sweatshirts um those kinds of things so so if if someone is interested they invite them to go to our website and and take a look at that also if you're if this really touches your heart and you'd like to um have an event when we're able to do events again um, have a fundraiser for urban street angels we we come and and thank you and talk to your friends about uh, about our organization Um, so, so we, we really appreciate the opportunity to, to get the word out in the community.
0: Fantastic. Um, I guess in, in closing a little bit, uh, what would you say, um, uh, for, uh, I guess if you were going to almost, uh, talk to yourself as someone that didn't know, um, uh, anything about, um, homeless youth, I guess, uh. What would you say is something um, that uh, would be, I guess, uh, something universal um, that uh, they could understand? Um, tonight. I can clarify it if you need me to. <laughs> no,
1: no, that, no, I, th- I think I've got it. Um, tonight, you're going to go to bed. You're going to put your head on your pillow. And you're going to go to sleep and you'll be safe, and you'll be secure. You had probably had something to eat for dinner, and you go to bed, and you wake up in the next morning, and you're safe, and you're secure, and you don't have to worry that somebody's going to come and steal your stuff, or um, knock you on the head, or abuse you in any way. So very often, we, and I will include myself on the we, we take that for granted, but for many of our young people that's not their experience through no fault of their own you know the again the the home situation was not something that they could deal with or they were in foster care and aged out or there was a situation with their parents so for whatever reason they don't have that that we have and we have the opportunity to make a difference in their lives and so and so to me that's i just put myself in their position and how would you feel if you were sleeping in the park tonight even though it's 90 degrees in san diego today how how would you feel if you were sleeping in the park tonight with your head up against your backpack with one eye open worrying about whether or not you're going to be safe
0: hmm. yeah that's just you know um yeah it's a you know without uh, experiencing it's hard to it's hard to imagine, but just, you know, uh, I just, um, uh, just even like, uh, um, You know, when you you can't uh, if you're like uh, displaced at your home for for any time, whether, you know, something happened to your home and, you know, um, or even sometimes if you are, um, you know, gone somewhere um, and just that that feeling of like you have somewhere to go is it's priceless. (laughs) It
1: it really is. There is. And as Dorothy said, there is no place like home. And so imagine if you didn't have one. And especially especially at this age especially through no fault of your own yes yes
0: yes well thank you so much um uh jerry for sharing um that uh with us and um truly my yeah, pleasure yeah i'm like a, really, thank my so uh, i'm a, yeah it made it made me a, a little bit of emotional as well um so uh yeah it uh i i definitely um yeah, I'm definitely touched. I have to uh, get myself <laughs> back because I started visualizing what you yes, were, what you were yes. uh, talking about. It's my job. Uh, <laughs> it's my job. I have to make you cry. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, uh, yeah, so thank you again, uh, uh, Mr. Troyer, for your in, in, uh, time and insight. And if you'd like to learn more about Urban Street Angels and to donate, go to www.urbanstreetangels.org slash donate dash I'll repeat it again. Uh, it's www.urbanstreetangels.org slash donate dash to. If you have a passion for an unserved community, a social justice problem, or you simply want to change minds, contact Project Good Work at projectgood.work to start your project of change today. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in to Project Good, So we're focused on what matters.